Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Sunday afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, it's so good to be back with you. It's good to be here. March Madness is upon us. The snow is gone. Yes. You know, uh, so uh, I think spring is, is close. Yes, you know? uh, it's uh, around the corner, but if, if this winter has felt like spring about every been, other week a, or so. It's been an interesting winter from North Carolina. Hey, I want to thank Mike Slayman for filling in him I stead as I was uh, – Tending to congratulations. Uh, newborn at home. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Doctor Man. That's a beautiful Arthur. Name. Yep, yep. I like he's. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, he's a, a welcomed addition to the family. We're still getting used to the sleepless nights, but I have a feeling that we'll, we'll start turning the corner soon. Well, God gives you amnesia for a reason. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Otherwise, you would never have another one. Right? <laughs> yeah, of course. If you remembered, then you'd be like, "Oh no, not again, not again." Well, Doctor Man, let's get to the topic at hand, and today we're going to be talking about oral cancer. And this is uh, um, a topic that I think is, is very serious and we all need to pay attention to because um, cancer is a word that no one really likes to use or hear. And, um, you know, it's oral cancer has, has only increased in prevalence over the past few years. And do we know why that's the case? Well, you know, as you said, cancer is scary, scary. Uh, you know, especially if you're the one that's being diagnosed or a family member. And I think pretty much all our listeners can say they know someone in their family has been touched by cancer. Um, but the truth is, um, oral cancer is the only cancer that has been rising um, in the past five years as far as prevalence. And so we have to really take a l- look at why, and we know why, and that is the human papillomavirus, the HPV virus. So, you know, the human papillomavirus, there's, there's many types. There might even be types that we haven't um, di- you know, been able to, um, uh, you know, see. But uh, we know that there's about 16 to 18 that, um, that can cause issues, nine of them being ones that can, that can cause um, the increased risk for oral cancer. In uh, 2019, we had 51,500 approximately, that were diagnosed with oral cancer in the United States. Wow. 19,000 of those were uh, HPV-related. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is we're seeing a large section of the population um, that used to get oral cancer, meaning the older population. Now that has shifted down to the younger population because HPV is a sexually transmitted disease. And so we're seeing as early as 20 into the 40 range, we're used to, it was like in the 50 to 70 range that we would see um, an increased risk for um, um, oral cancer. So what does that mean? Well, that means we have to start being very, very concerned about it early, early on. And as a dentist, I have to keep my eye out open, open uh, when I'm going in and doing um, my routine exam. It's not routine, but a lot of people think, hey, I'm going to get my cleaning. It's a routine. But we have to make sure that we and my uh, hygienist are looking for it very, very closely because it's becoming more prevalent in the younger generation. Yeah, and that's got to be uh, alarming for you because, you know, as, as you've alluded to, cancer has, um, you know, it's, it's not really going away. But, you know, as you said, that uh, the prevalence is, is decreasing in most cases uh, due to prevention and treatment and uh, hopefully healthier living. But when it comes to oral cancers, that's not the case. And I, there can't be too many diseases and illnesses that 
that's happened within your field, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, uh, the majority of, of illnesses you're hoping, hey, there's enough um, uh, education, there's enough um, technological and scientific advances that will help, um, you know, decrease a disease or even cure a disease. And um, we don't, we're not seeing that with oil cancer. Um, and I think it's purely from a, he- he- uh, and we'll get into it later in the show, from the he- hepatitis or excuse me, from the HPV or the human papillomavirus, it's purely educational because we can prevent it. Yeah, so. and that's that's the good news. Yeah, um, you know, if there's a positive outlook on that, it's that you're exactly right. Education is is the key to prevention here. Well, other than HPV, are are there any other items that might increase your risk of getting oral cancer? Well, I think one of the biggest that we know of is smoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, and tobacco use, uh, whether it's uh, smokeless tobacco, the leaf tobacco. Um, those are probably um, the main things that we think about when we think about oil cancer. And usually those um, smokers, you know, the majority, not all, but usually will get it later in life. Now, with smokeless tobacco, I would say, you know, the increased risk comes from the fact that smokeless tobacco has um, fiberglass that's embedded, and it cuts your gums so that the nicotine can get into your bloodstream quicker. So we're seeing a lot of chemicals and things like that that are in the mouth that are creating the increased risk for cancer. Smoking much the same, we see an increased risk. And remember, I'm not just talking cigarettes. We're talking uh, all types of forms of smoking. We don't even know, okay, if the vapor pens are are even at an increased risk because they haven't been around long enough to even know, hey, are you at an increased risk for oil cancer with the vapor pens? But we didn't know tobacco use. Um, smoking wise. And, you know, there is um, the marijuana use on the rise across the country, legalized in many states. Do we have enough studies to know that that doesn't increase your risk for oil cancer? So those are some of the things that I think more studies are going to be needed on um, because we know tobacco does. But um, the other thing that that probably um, alcohol, an increased um, uh, risk for alcohol, alcoholics especially, um, for throat cancer and oral cancer as well, um, has been around for quite some time. We've known that. Um, one of the silent ones that we don't know about that uh, really is something that uh, I think is 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 uh, hard to diagnose is acid reflux. Hmm. Um, acid from the stomach coming up, especially during the night, um, you can be symptomless. Um, you might have a small cough or something like that but you don't necessarily get a taste in your mouth or anything like that, that can increase your risk also for oral cancer, oral, what we call oral pharyngeal cancer, pharyngeal meaning throat cancer as well. So um, those are probably the biggest ones that we see. Um, And again, a lot of this can be prevented um, if if you start thinking, you know, some of the uses of tobacco um, and and alcohol, there's programs out there to help you stop. So... Yeah, there's ways to, uh, as you said, prevent it and to, you know, hopefully decrease your risk of getting oral cancer. Well, we're going to continue our conversation when it comes to oral cancer. I want to remind you that you can get a hold of Dr. Dr. Man if you want to schedule an appointment. Maybe you haven't had a cleaning in a while. Go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. You can also call the office 919 462 9338 919-462-9338. And remember, Dr. Man has three offices, one in Cary, one in Garner, and the other, the new one, in Fuquay Varina. 
But we need to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Find him online at smileman.com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. We are talking about oral cancer today. And uh, Dr. Mann, we've gone over a lot of the the causes and we've learned that uh, one of the biggest risks to oral cancer is HPV. Um, let's talk about some of the signs and symptoms when it comes to oral cancer. That's a great thing because um, signs and symptoms are something that, uh, you know, usually w- when you get a sign or symptom, you're in the stage, uh, first stage of oral cancer. But uh, what, some of the things that I, I tell people to look for, and they can do a self-assessment, just like you know a breast cancer self-assessment. Uh, um, but one of the things you can do is you can look in the mirror um, and look at your mouth. If you're seeing any areas on your tongue that are white in color and don't go away within two weeks, or on your palate, or on your lips, and they don't go away, that would be something that you would want to get investigated by a dentist. Um, uh, the other thing is, is like an ulceration. You know, everybody's going to get herpes on their lip, you know, like cold sores, or they're going to get uh, what we call aptus ulcers or sores in their mouth if they, you know, bite their lip or, or, or get hit in the mouth. But if you get if you get a sore and it lasts longer than two weeks, 14 days, um, you really need to have some, someone take a look at it because you could have a stage of cancer and um, it's 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 better to get it in the earlier stages. So those are some of the signs and symptoms. As far as HPV is concerned, human papillomavirus can um, be in the mouth and you not really uh, know that it's going on with some of the signs and symptoms. Um, but I always tell people, if you have swollen lymph nodes um, and in your neck, and they've lasted for quite some time and haven't gone down, you really need to get those checked out. Some of the other signs are like a sore throat or white patchy lesions that are on your gums. Uh, Some of these things can be uh, associated with human papillomavirus. Now, just because you have the human papillomavirus doesn't necessarily mean that you you have oral cancer. Um, But if you do have that human papillomavirus and you've come in contact with it, um, then that does increase your risk for um for oral cancer so um i tell people to to keep that in mind um sores and lesions in your mouth that don't heal within two weeks some of the common things that we see are people coming in with lesions in their um palate from pizza burns that's a common thing but uh in our office we uh, diagnose our patients with um, something called a luminescent theory but uh, it's basically a blue light, um, and so we can actually look through a lens of a blue light, and it will actually sh- uh, show us if there's any dysplastic tissue. So when you get uh, the first stage of cancer, or call, we call it precancer, your cells become very dysplastic. That means they start rearranging in a way. When you shine this blue light on uh, dysplastic tissue, whether it's dysplasia or cancer, it reflects black back to our eyes through the lens of this uh, blue illuminescent light. And when we see that black, we realize, hey, there's something going on here and we can take a closer look. Um, You know, if you look at it in the mirror, like if I look at it in the mirror or if a patient looks at it in the mirror, they might see just healthy tissue. It might be pink or whatever. 
But when we look through it, if it's black, we always have our patients come back two weeks later, and then we do the illuminescence again, and we look through that lens. If the black's gone, then then everything's good. If it's not, then we have to take a further look, such as a biopsy to make sure it's not oil cancer. And there's several types of oil cancer, but the most common being squamous cell carcinoma. Um, but if we can catch it in that dysplastic stage, that is the reason uh, that we do our evaluations. And um, so if, you, if you're having or experiencing any of those symptoms and signs and symptoms, come into one of our offices and we can quickly do that uh, test on you and it would tell us whether we need to be concerned or not. Yeah, and the scary part for me for a lot of these oral cancers is that, uh, as you kind of alluded to, there are no signs and symptoms. Sometimes it can. Oh, oh absolutely. And um, yeah. you know, I've yeah. I've had the uh, the blue light shined on me at your office, and it's it's quick and easy. And I think that also kind of shows why it's it's so important to have your regular checkup and hopefully have a yeah. uh, a, a dentist that uses this practice uh, regularly. Right, we do it, and we do it for free on our patients. Um, I actually. Um, misdiagnosed a patient, and it's easy to do with oil cancer because um, oil cancer can come up uh, just like an ulcer lesion, but I had a patient who who frequently got ulcers in their mouth, and it could have been part of a human papillomavirus or some type of virus, but they ended up getting an ulcer on their tongue. Well, it went away within two to three weeks, Um, and then it came back probably a year, six months to a year later. at the time, we were charging for bioluminescence because it was uh, it's fairly expensive um, procedure, and um, so uh, the patient didn't want to didn't want to pay for it. So um, when they came back in again, I just did it for free, and I found that hey, this is black. We need to. So basically, the person ended up you know we caught it in the early stages, squamous cell carcinoma. But from then forward, I just I just made it a goal that I'm going to provide this for free for everyone so that I can save lives because it's just a simple test. And um, if, if affordability is standing in the way, we, we definitely want to take that barrier out for everybody so that they can catch it in their early stages. Yeah. And that's uh that's a tremendous offer from you. And um, you know, oral cancer is just so serious because a lot of these issues that we talk about on teeth talk, you know, we, we, mention how if you have issues of the mouth that's right next to your brain right next and to your so brain. if you have an oral cancer uh it, it and it spreads uh it, it can get very ugly very fast Yeah, you got quite a few things around your mouth you got a lot of lymph nodes and you and you got your brain um but those lymph nodes uh, once it gets in your lymph nodes it can spread throughout the body pretty quickly and that's why it's such an aggressive um you know uh, form of cancer and that's why we see um you know uh, that's why we push and push for for patients to be aware of it because even though fifty thousand is a lot of, not a lot it's probably not a lot as compared to other cancers that are taking people's lives the fact that it's growing and we're seeing an increase and if we can prevent it that's our that's our main goal yeah and that's an admirable goal if you want to schedule an appointment to see dr Mann, call his office nine one nine four six two nine three three eight nine one nine 
888-789-9338 or go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. There you can find information about Dr. Man's three offices, one in Cary, one in Garner, and the new one in Fuquay, Marina. A quick break and back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're talking all about oral cancer today, and we've gone over the risks and a lot of the causes when it comes to oral cancer and signs and symptoms that we need to be aware of, Dr. Mann. And now I want to shift our focus over to prevention or some of the actions that people can take to help reduce the risks of getting oral cancer. Well, I think the number one thing is uh, the human human papillomavirus vaccine. You know, it's been available for quite some time, but, uh, you know, it, it comes in the form, uh, I think probably a lot of people know it as Guardiacil. Um, but it came out when it was first, you know, it came out as, hey, all women need to take it because of cervical cancer and human papillomavirus. But we now know that that's not true. Every single person from the age um, of 14 to 26, if they haven't had it, need to take it. And Guardiacil um, has been around for a long time. It's called Guardiacil 9. And the reason why it's called that is because it, it protects you from the 9 uh, uh, human papillomaviruses that are known to increase your risk for not just oral cancer, but other cancers as well. And so um, some of the uh, um, uh, things in consideration is uh, between you can start at age nine and get it between the ages of nine and 14, and you only need two doses of the vaccine. Um, if you start after 14, so 15 and above, or you're immunocompromised, meaning, you know, you have some immunocompromised, uh, such as, you know, some autoimmune-type disorders, um, you, you need three doses. So, you know, there's – and you have to space them out. So you really want to start around 15 or 16. Now, does that mean you need to not do it if your listener, you know, is, is right at that 26-year-old? No. Get it because you want to be able to protect yourself from those um, – and, and I mean – the one education thing that we're we're seeing right now from a roadblock standpoint is um, boys, you know, oh, the human papillomavirus has always been for the girls, 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 girls. We have to get that out of our mind that Guardiacil needs to be done for, for both women and men, uh, young adults, both uh, female and male. And I think hopefully our pediatricians are doing a good, better, better job of, of that. Um, my, uh, goal or or my wish is that the um, medical uh, board and the dental board would come together and let dentists start giving that human papillomavirus vaccine to our patients because we actually see patients more often and we're actually um, uh, seeing them every six months. So it it would be better if we could educate them on it, you know, show them some pictures of of uh, the uh, cancer from human papillomavirus, and then given that decision, um, that's going to be something that's going to be left up to the to the medical board and the uh, and the dental board, as well as medical insurance companies. Are they going to allow dentists to file that on medical insurance? So, but speaking of medical insurance, it is a costly um, uh, vaccine. It's about two hundred ninety dollars per shot. The one good thing is most uh, a large large percentage of medical insurance companies cover uh, the vaccine because they realize 
how important it is. That tells you a lot when an insurance company's not going to fight you back yeah. over in a vaccine. So um, I, w- I would say encourage. That's the number one thing. Um, the other preventive measures are purely like we talked about earlier. You know, if you're a smoker um, or you're a heavy drinker, there are many programs out there that you can um, use to help stop. You know, you're going to have withdrawal symptoms whether you're a smoker or a drinker and you stop drinking. So you have to be aware of the health implications of that. You know, nicotine is one of the hardest things, habits to break. So, you know, my grandfather broke his with juicy fruit gum. Whenever he felt like wow. he needed a cigarette, he popped in um, a piece of juicy fruit gum. Now, did that increase his decay rate? I don't know. But, <laughs> hey, I, I told him, I was like, I can fix your cavities, but I can't uh, fix, uh, you know, some of the other things that are associated with, with smoking. But um, that will help. Smoking, whether it's cigars, uh, you know, cigarettes or chewing tobacco, there is help out there. And of course, with drinking as drinking as well, I would be cautious. You know, if you're if you're vaping, I would be very cautious. There's other health implications we're seeing with popcorn lung and things like that. So I would be very very cautious about that because there's not been any studies on it. Um, I will say that there has been studies to show that people who are vaping nicotine are becoming more addicted to nicotine because it's so easy to do it inside. You know, a lot of places now, if you smoke a cigarette, you have to be outside and it's very inconvenient, especially if it's bad weather. Um, uh, With vaping, you know, it's really easy to just pull it out of your pocket, Um, do it in your car. You don't get the smell from your car. So you just have to be very um, aware of what's going on um, from that standpoint. Um, The other thing is um, uh, if you feel like – you're having issues like sore throats. Um, if you're having um, uh, your dentist can even a lot of decay. Um, if you're having a tickle in your throat, that could be a sign that you're having acid reflux. You definitely want to uh, talk to your gen- general physician about that because that can increase your risk, especially for throat cancer. Um, you're going to have a major um, uh, issue with it and might not even know it. But it's a simple fix with some of the drugs that are over the counter and or prescription that can solve that so that you're not getting that. So those are probably the biggest uh, ones. But just remember, you know, these are preventive, especially with the human papillomavirus um, and, and, and just decreasing some of the habits that cause them. So, um, you know, preventable cancer is a good cancer in a sense because you can prevent it. There's some cancers that we, need not, we do not know how to prevent, but we do know how to prevent oral cancer. Yeah, and uh, the, those steps aren't uh, all that hard to take, so that's good news. Well, tell us about treatment, Dr. Man. If someone does have oral cancer, uh, what treatments are involved and what are the survival rates? Treatment is very invasive. Um, the, the later the stage, the more invasive it is. Um, you're, you're looking probably in the later stages at severe disfigurement. Um, a lot of times uh, the tongue is removed because um, the number one place that we see it is on the tongue where it starts or the floor of the mouth. Um, so, you know, it can spread into the, to the jaw where the jaw has to be removed. Um, so it can be a very, um, disfiguring, very painful. And of course, chemo can be involved if it's in a certain stage. Um, but the key I always tell people is if you're coming in and you're getting, um, exams by your dentist, ask for the bioluminescent cancer screening. And you can catch it when it's in its early stage, where it's, whether it's dysplastic and or stage one. And it's a very easy, easy um, treatment process. It's just 
taking the little bit out, kind of like if you have skin cancer in a certain area, the longer it goes, the greater the chance it's going to go to your lymph nodes. So um, there's about a 65% survival rate um, after five years. So about 45% of the people, almost 50% of the people who get it um, don't make it past five years. So it's not a high success rate. Um, but if we can catch it in the stage one, it's over 90%. Wow. So um, that's why it's important. And I'd like to tell people out there, you know, coming to the dentist again is not all about just getting your teeth clean. Um, a lot of people think that and checking for cavities. It's about oral cancer screenings. And if you're going to a dentist that's not doing that, I would highly recommend that you find someone else um, because they could be telling you they should be telling you, hey, we're doing your oral cancer screening now. And it should be with bioluminescence because it's proven fact that we can, uh, you know, see more with bioluminescence. Um, and remember, even if you're a denture wearer, you're, you're still prone to it. So if you don't have teeth, it would be wise to go in and get your teeth, um, your gums checked at least once every one or two years to make sure that you're, you know, not that you don't have any um, uh, oral cancer. Yeah. Cancer doesn't so, discriminate. Doesn't discriminate. Uh, so, yeah, do do your due diligence and get an exam if you haven't had one before. Dr. Mann provides them at his practice. You can find more information online at smileman.com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. There you can book an appointment. You can also call the office, 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338. And if you can hear my voice, you're in a convenient location to get to one of Dr. Mann's offices, one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street, the other in Garner off of Highway 70, and the Fuquay Verena off of Judd Parkway, right? Judd Parkway, there right you, in the downtown area. There you go. Dr. Mann, what's on tap for next week? We're going to be answering questions by our viewers. Always a popular uh, show. Excellent. I look forward to it. We are out of time for today. I want to remind you, you can catch us every Sunday at 430. It's Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680. WPTF. Have a wonderful day.